Welcome back to the ADMS podcast. Today, we're in conversation with Professor Deborah Lupton and Dr. Vaughan Wozniak-O'Connor from the University of New South Wales. Deborah and Vaughan talk about the process of their interdisciplinary collaboration in making the More Than Human Wellbeing exhibition as a research translation and community engagement initiative. Through installation artworks and multi-sensory displays, the exhibition presents materials that communicate key concepts and findings of several recent research projects and invites visitors to consider their role in more than human ecologies, including how their health and well-being are connected with that of the planet. Today we're having a conversation talking about how to make exhibitions for research translation and engagement. My name's Deborah Lupton. I'm from the UNSW node of the Australian Research Council, Centre of Excellence for Automated Decision-Making and Society. And today I'm having a conversation with a research fellow in the team at the UNSW node who's been working closely with me on an exhibition called the More Than Human Wellbeing Exhibition. His name is Dr Vaughan Wozniak O'Connor. So what we're going to do today is just have a bit of a casual chat about how we work together as, as researchers who come from pretty different backgrounds and just talk about how we got the exhibition together, um, what worked well for us, what may have been a few barriers to overcome, and just really what it was like being an interdisciplinary team uh, working on curating an exhibition. So I will just start giving a bit of an overview of my academic background and interests. So I'm a sociologist, but I also have training in media studies and communication and cultural studies and also actually in public health. And I've been interested in using creative research methods for quite a long time and just experimenting with different ways of um, understanding people's beliefs and behaviours and practices I also like to apply social and cultural theory to my empirical research. So the latest theoretical approaches that I've been applying um, come from more than human theory, uh, which basically, as the, as the name suggests, implies that, that humans are always already parts of more than human worlds with other living things, with place and space and with environments and ecologies. And those environments and ecologies can be human built environments in ecology, such as, for example, the digital health infrastructure that people learn about their bodies and their health through, but also the, the sort of natural environments that we all are part of when we go through our everyday lives, when we move through our world. So that includes other living creatures, as well as humans, of course, other animals, but also plants and fungi. Um, and aspects of the geological environment, such as waterways and hills and mountains and soil and the stars, um, the atmosphere, the sun, the climate conditions. And what we're really trying to do with the More Than Human Wellbeing exhibition is to emphasise how we as humans learn about our bodies and our health, not only through digital devices and software, which of course is a big focus in the ARC Centre of Excellence that we're part of, but how we also learn about our bodies and our health and our well-being with our engagements with other aspects of the worlds that we are in, the non-digital aspects. 
And we're also trying with this exhibition to sensitise people and attune people to their role in the natural environment, in the health and well-being of other living things and of um, aspects of um, the landscape, such as waterways. So um, that is the sort of background to the exhibition. Um, there's concepts that underpin the More Than Human Wellbeing exhibition. And what we also try to do in the exhibition is use research findings from quite a few different research projects over a period of years, a really recent one, but also ones that um, we have been engaging in writing about and publishing on for quite a while and thinking about how we can just get the findings from our research projects into an arts-based um, materialisation of our findings that will help members of the public, maybe, you know, outside the university um, sector, understand our findings and really engage with our findings. So we're actually trying to do quite a lot with this exhibition. Um, so I would just like to hand over to Vaughan now. And Vaughan, can you just give us a, a bit of a background about your training and your experience and expertise, which, which of course is quite different from mine, but that is the reason that I actually, um, um, you know, invited you to work with me on this exhibition and, and actually is a key role of, uh, key part of your role in the Centre of Excellence. So over to you, Vaughan, please. Thanks, Deborah. Um, yeah, so I guess my background is um, before joining the centre, I did a PhD in media art, um, which was looking at artistic renderings of my own personal self-tracking data, which I collected from a Fitbit. Um, and an interesting sort of overlay with this exhibition as well is that I was started to become really interested in the way that even um, data and GPS data and my data interacted with the the physical site and the specific space of certain exhibition sites um, from previous projects. So there's a kind of a, a nice correlation between this project and its interest in data and information and some of my previous work. Um, but kind of prior to coming to academia, I'd worked quite a bit in um, the visual arts, in uh, regional spaces, in artist-run spaces, and in ac academic exhibition spaces. Um, kind of in curatorial roles, but also in exhibition design and production as well. Um, also sort of worked at quite a bit as a uh, professional artist. So I've exhibited in um, spaces like the MCA and done projects in um, international projects in places like Hollow Center in New York as well. Um, so yeah, it was really exciting to come um, into this center that had a real focus on data and, and a lot of the, the thought yeah, a relation to data and relation to new technologies, um, but also this really rich um, focus that Deborah brings in this project as well to the more than human world and the way that the digital kind of exists in, um, not in conversation, but in relation to very material conditions as well. Yes, Vaughan, and, and so that, that experience that Vaughan has um, just discussed has been really terrific to sort of supplement, you know, all the kind of lack of knowledge I have about curating an exhibition. Vaughan's been really valuable in um, just being able to know how to mount an exhibition. He he took most of the work on to, to get the materials like the interpretation texts, um, knowing how to design those and what we needed in those interpretation texts on the walls that explain 
the pieces, mm. the artworks in the exhibition. Um, it was really great too. I should mention that we had the help of the UNSW library curation staff. Mm. So they did actually, uh, We the exhibition is showing in the UNSW library at the moment um, and they have a fabulous space there um, and a lot of sort of support from team members who are actually devoted to um, supporting UNSW staff members to do exactly this kind of exhibition. So it was really fantastic that we had their support as well, mm. uh, which we know that a lot of um, other university staff members looking to mount an exhibition may not have, you know, the privilege and <laughs> have that yeah. sort of support. So that was fantastic. Um, and I think... Um, what was when we think about what inspired us to when we made the artworks for the exhibition um as i've mentioned i was i guess i was inspired by theoretical perspectives that i've talked about and my own empirical research findings for example talking to people about how they generate digital data about their their bodies and their health states and you know how they understand those data the data sense making um, that they engage in um, as a sociologist, I'm interested in social practices. Um, so that's the kind of things that I research. But where I really needed Vaughan's help was in when I fed him these ideas and we worked together with, well, exactly how can we make some really interesting artworks that will really convey these meanings and concepts to people coming to visit the exhibition? Um, it was a really creative collaboration because mm. I could talk to Vaughan, feed him ideas, give some suggestions about what the artworks might be, but what he was able to bring was actually making the art. So he was the art maker. I guess I kind of threw in ideas. Yeah. <laughs> um, and in the end, I think it worked really, really well. I don't know what yeah, you yeah. think, Vaughan. I'm yeah, interested definitely. in your perspective. <laughs> yeah, I think it was really like that collaboration, I think was worked really well and it was um, like, I think it was really generative. And I think what was really rich for me was, um, as you say, that the, you know, having your background of being in the social sciences and, and you know, interested in what people um, from the community and, and the broader world, how they come to these ideas around um, information and data and health and all these kind of things. Because I think um, for artists, often it's, it can be quite a, hyper-focused, hyper-fixated sense of what those things um, mean or look like um, as informed by, like, um, data art or very disciplinary engagements with these kind of ideas um, rather than looking to a broader context and saying what, what, are, what are kind of everyday, you know, lay people, if you want to use that, that term, but... Um, yeah, just really trying to bring it back to a broad audience rather than it just being this very um, narrow disciplinary um, dialogue within the kind of the specific focus of like data art or media art or something like that. So I think for me, that was really, that was a really exciting part of this project. It was really just sort of zooming out and taking a, having the opportunity in this project and, and with the centre to, to really sort of, um, yeah, reevaluate my own practice as an artist and, and kind of work in a new way and, um, yeah, work in that sort of collaborative sense as well with, with, with people who are coming from it with very different perspectives as well, but very complementary as well. 
And one thing that we really um, wanted to focus on in the exhibition was multi-sensory engagements as well, mm-hmm. wasn't it, Vaughan? Yeah. And Vaughan threw in a really interesting idea very early on about using um, recycled wood um, products as a way, which I know builds on previous artworks that you've done, mm-hmm. Vaughan, but it really works so well to conceptualise how we wanted. I mean, we didn't use that idea mm-hmm. in every single artwork, but it definitely yeah. was in several of the key artworks in the exhibition. And for me, um, Vaughan raising that idea of how of making artworks using um, using recycled wood um, that, that already, for me, that set off a lot of sort of, um, you know, light bulbs in my brain because yeah, yeah. I could immediately see how this notion of wood, which which already bears the marks of, of, of its own growth, of, um, you know, like the, the circles on the, the growth circles on wood mm-hmm. um, it, and, you know, the, the where the bark might have fallen off or been nibbled off by creatures or um, by humans, well, you know, using the wood, for example, um, and when the wood is purposed for human use, for example, on flooring or furniture, how marks of human bodies leave marks on, on, on that wood, it really made me think about how we could think about those marks on wood as forms of data, just mm-hmm. as the marks of human bodies, um, you know, the scars or the bruises or the, um, you know, various um, aspects of, of health that show on the human or illness that, or disease or injury that show on the human mm-hmm. body, that there's a very strong parallel. And, you know, that, that for me was a, a, a real great um, inspirational moment when Vaughan, you know, threw that idea in and, and you can really see that in the artworks that, that we've created, can't you, Vaughan? So um, yeah, don't know if you want to say some more about, about Yeah, definitely. That. I think, it, like, for me, it's a really interesting thing of, um, like, the, the the choice of timber. Like, timber's a real fascination for me, um, particularly coming from the visual arts context where um, you spend a lot of time taking timber and then making it, using it to make exhibition spaces and exhibition furniture and all of these kind of things. But you spend a lot of time removing any any of these kind of traces of, of human in, um, interaction or any sort of um, sense of it having a history or um, these um, marks of, of bugs or imperfections or growth rings, any of that sort of thing. And yeah, essentially just turning it into white walls and and white exhibition furniture that's completely devoid of any of that sort of trace and history. Um, So I think that was really interesting also in relation to to kind of data as well, Um, kind of really foregrounding using that timber sense to to really give a sense of the, that timber itself has this this kind of interesting relationship to data in that capacity. Um, Yeah, I think that the really cr- crucial part of this was that in that we always really talked about this as being a very rich um, kind of tactile sensory show um, that had this relationship to the digital and data, um, but we'd never wanted the show to feel really sort of techy and and um, like a show about like that was conspicuously tech feeling in any way. We didn't want it to feel like you know or any of the the familiar. Uh, kind of tropes of, of technology of images of like circuit boards or anything like that um so th- there's often in this show that there's these moments where there's 
um, you know, things like 3D prints and laser etching and, and CNC carving, very technical technological processes that are kind of very data mediated. But at the same time, I don't think anything in the show feels techie in that capacity as well. Yes, so you were able to use your your great technical knowledge, as you've just said, to be able to do the laser etching, to do the 3D printing. We've got some sort of handcrafted works that are also Mm. brought together with those more technologically kind of um, generated materialisations of the works. We have a beautiful artwork that our team member Meg Rose made for the show, and what she did was she took... um, 19th century anatomical and botanical prints and combined them and generated new images showing representations of body organs like skull and stomachs of humans with and brains of humans with um, with plant matter and fungi and she printed those beautiful prints on long panels of silk and that that meant that hanging down in the show, we have these panels that you can actually walk through that swishes in response to the human bodies walking past that, that people can actually touch as well and feel that beautiful silk that, of course, is a fabric that's made from another animal, the silkworm, and that humans um, have been using this production of silk um, from the silkworm for, for centuries and centuries. And we wanted, therefore, to have that tactile sensation, um, that beautiful feeling that silk imparts, which is a very different tactile sensation from touching, say, the the fabricated or or hand-carved wooden materials that Vaughan contributed Mm. in the artworks in the show. Something we really wanted to emphasise was the fact that that the visitors to the show could touch the artworks Mm. so that they could use senses other than just their sight, which is usually the sense that you're you're using most when you visit an exhibition. Um, sometimes you're you're able to listen to videos. So we also have a video running that has beautiful sounds in it and human voices talking as well as uh, sounds from nature. So we do um, facilitate the sense of sound as well as sight. But with the artworks that you can touch, obviously we're inviting people to use their sense of touch People are actually invited to touch them so that they can feel the textures of those materials. We have hands-on interactive activities too where people can actually use their sense of smell. They can smell bush scents. They can um, create a diorama of more than human well-being worlds using little figurines and and moldable sand. Um, They can also put their hands into feely, what we call feely boxes, where we have objects from nature and people can't see them but they put their hands in these boxes and they can touch them and they can think about their sensations and the emotions and the um, memories that the the touching these objects within the feely boxes evokes for them in terms of their relationship to the more than human world. In terms of advice that we would give to other interdisciplinary teams working on exhibitions for this kind of research translation and communication with publics, one thing we've really learned as an interdisciplinary team is just the acknowledging where each other may have, I guess, blind spots or a lack of experience and working together to identify those and sort of fill those blind spots. Um, but we would also say that 
it's a really generative and rich um, way of working, particularly if you're working on something like an exhibition, which is meant to bring together the concepts of a natural science museum with a history museum, with a an art gallery um, in, in the works that we present um, in such a multi-sensory way that the, the value of bringing together social researchers with people who are experienced in making art, in, in sort of bringing quite abstract concepts together into physical materialisations that can be, that people can use all their senses to engage with, is is really valuable way of, of us as researchers actually learning um, the best way to communicate with publics and the best mm-hmm. way to really get our research findings out to publics in ways that will make them feel attuned to what we're trying to do, make them learn about their engagements with the natural world and also think about the role that digital data um, and digital health technologies contribute to their own feelings of health and learnings about their bodies and their sense of well-being, but in these broader what we call health information ecologies. Mm-hmm. So, Vaughan, what do you think are the main barriers to interdisciplinary teams working together to get exhibitions up and going? Yeah. I think in terms of barriers, probably the the kind of most interesting thing that came up um, for me personally, it was more, I, I, not so much as a barrier or, or a negative, I guess, but it was just interesting for me. It was trying to um, kind of encounter the disciplinary um, ways of working and aesthetics and um, practices that are really sort of baked into um, exhibition making and in white cube gallery spaces. Um, you know, I've, I've worked for quite a long time in exhibitions. I think I've done, last time I counted, it was something like 500 exhibitions. Um, so I think that having gone through that process, it sort of inculcates you in the the kind of a particular way of working and a particular aesthetic language um, and particular ideas and conventions. Um, so I think what was really not necessarily a barrier, but it was just, I think it was as we kind of worked through the project, catching myself and kind of thinking that some of those kind of things probably need to be explained when working with an interdisciplinary team as well, Um, which I think was kind of a really, yeah, it was just a really interesting thing for me um, just in terms of um, then communicating what we needed to do as a team to to then create objects which could then be publicly displayed and and sort of like if we were going to try and break some of those conventions, kind of why and how. Um, but also, I think when you're working with a, an exhibition space as well, they're very much, uh, a lot of those conventions are their way of working as well. So when you you really have to sort of communicate with the exhibition space and the curators of, the, of that space as well to try and make sure that you're all kind of all going on that journey together. Um, so I think that was... That was a really interesting thing, and I think um, for anyone else that's that's interested in working with um, exhibition spaces, that's definitely can be somewhat of a barrier as well, is or a, a kind of a, a, a challenge. Um, is just kind of understanding what those conventions are and what galleries sort of need and and kind of want when you're working with them as well. 
So it was really great, Vaughan, having you being involved because you have so much experience in working in different exhibition spaces, and I don't. Um, and that was something that I really had to learn from, from I guess, a standing start. It was really terrific that you were able to, to contribute that knowledge. And when we were working with the curation team at UNSW Library, you were able to, to be the conduit between that team and myself as the overall curator of, of the exhibition. Mm. That experience that you have with working with lots of different exhibition spaces mm. was really, really, really important to getting um, this this exhibition put in the, the space successfully. Mm. I would just say quickly that the one thing is that, that I think what was really great about you, Deborah, is that you had a really good sense of like a really good language for like reference points and, and the way that you sort of wanted things to look as well. So it was, you were, like while you were maybe not so well-versed in some of the intricacies of staging, I think you had a really good sense of, yeah, that that kind of the visual vocabulary or how you sort of wanted things to look, which was really, or even, yeah, reference points and things as well. So you definitely weren't sort of completely green in that capacity. So one thing we really want to do in the future is build on the success of the initial show at the UNSW Library space. We want to go out to the community and find community spaces to show uh, the exhibition so that we can get members of the public really engaging with the show and with the materials. Um, and so that's that's really another set of complex issues that as a team we have to consider. Um, and so, yeah, I'd really like to hear from you, Vaughan, as an experienced um, exhibition curator and mounter, what you have to say about um, how best to go about that. Yeah. I guess we're definitely interested in, um, where possible, trying to take individual parts of the exhibition and re-exhibit them either through things like um, even prize exhibitions and those kind of, um, yeah, competition-style events, um, which I think can be really great because it gives the the show um, kind of a new life in different um, spaces. And we're also definitely interested in, um, talking with regional galleries and trying to think about um, potential future partnerships or, or ways of if there's a potential to tour the show or to tour parts of the show, that would definitely be of interest to us as well. The More Than Human Wellbeing exhibition will be on display at the UNSW Library until August 18, 2023. To find out more, visit our website at admscentre.org.au.